This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. So we found out that David Prowse, the original Darth Vader, uh, he died earlier this week at age 85, and we now know that it was COVID-19 that got him. Mm. He, he had COVID when he passed. Jim, there's some breaking news this morning. Another celebrity has passed uh, because of COVID-19. Yeah. Sorry? You just told me about this off the air like a minute ago. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought, okay, because also the guy from Mad Max died. So I thought, <laughs> sorry. The inventor of Slim Jims, Lon Adams, uh, has passed away at age 95. He developed the recipe for Slim Jim beef jerky sticks. Uh, he was a, 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 a World War II veteran. He's uh-huh. been through a lot, you know, and it was eventually COVID that took him down in, uh, at age 95. Pretty good run. I'd say. For eating all that that tubed processed meat. (laughs) Maybe I need to start having more pepperoni sticks in my diet. 95 years old. Wow. Snap into a Slim Jim. Live to 85. (laughs) You think Macho Man's waiting for him at the gates? (laughs) Thanks, brother. Snap into a Slim Jim. (laughs) Yeah. The old people, man. uh, It's not good if they get COVID-19. Not at all. How many deaths have there been in Canada, Jim? So there's been almost 12,000. Um, and I, I've been seeing a lot of memes of like, you know, how many people have been dying in the long-term healthcare facilities. And some people saying it's only been 100 people outside of long-term healthcare facilities that have died from That's COVID. That's not true. So though. I looked it up. I said, how is this? Let me look at the stats. So I went to this website that has all the stats. And so basically there's been almost 12,000 people who've died uh, from COVID in Canada. Um, and almost 9,000 of those were in long-term care facilities. So like the vast majority, that would be at least 80% are, are the elderly. In fact, I read a statistic that when it first kicked off and the first wave happened, the average age of people dying were over the average age that people die. So let's say the average age somebody dies in Canada is 82. The average age of COVID deaths was 83. So it is, it's... It is wild how much more it affects the elderly. I keep hearing that. I still don't want to get it. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I got a text message yesterday. Our friend Bob sent a, a message. He's like, hey, I'm just sitting here wondering, who is the first person in Canada that's going to get a COVID-19 vaccine? Is it Wayne Gretzky? Is it Justin Trudeau? Or is it Taz from the radio? <laughs> <laughs> who wins the hypochondriac Olympics here. Well, I think you need some clout, man. You need pull to be able to get a line on one of these vaccines if you're not on the front line or if you're not mm-hmm. in that high-risk group of, of the elderly. It may be a while before people like you and I can get vaccinated. True, and it will be a celebrity or somebody that the majority of the public trusts. Like in America, Obama said he will be the, the guy who does it on television and gets the vaccine. I would do it. <laughs> vaccine people, if you want me to get vaccinated on the radio, I'll do whatever I can to jump to the front of the line. You're not telling me you're at least a little nervous at the get first round. Away, Grandpa! <laughs> I want to be first. Even the new PS5s are overheating a little bit, Taz. You want to wait for the second batch that comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A couple of weeks ago, I said I'm going to wait to get a new uh, video game console because I want them to work out the bugs first. Yeah. Vaccine, <laughs> though. Sign me up. Yeah, put it in my arm. I'll take it. <laughs> it's much. It's crazy. Now, I know you've kind of stopped paying attention to the show. 
after the super crazy drama filled bachelorette left and they got a new girl in there but mm-hmm. we got to follow along because there is a canadian guy from hamilton named blake who seems to be in the running to possibly win this thing yeah he's i mean he's made it this far which is good He's not necessarily having one-on-one moments with the new Bachelorette Tasha, where he's really, you know, crushing it or having these important moments to get her to start, you know, having feelings for him. But he is a cool enough guy, good-looking enough guy to have made it this far without making, like, a super close connection. And a bit of a fan favorite. Yeah, people like him. And in the last two weeks, he's really developed into a new type of character. He was like the nice Canadian guy. Turns out, Blake might be a bit of a sex addict. (laughs) (laughs) So last week he had to, there was like an amazing race thing. They do these competitions so they can have more time with the Bachelorette. Last week, Blake had to take part in an amazing race competition. And one of the parts of the obstacle course was grabbing the loudspeaker at this hotel place they stay at and performing what his orgasm sounds like for a minute straight. Okay, I dare you to give us your best orgasm for one minute through the hotel phone. Okay, fellas, will we warm up those vocal cords? <sighs> On the count of three! Three! Was that it? Two! Is he like Bro, doing the Blake actions got some too? Demons, dog. <laughs> like Blake need to go to church. <laughs> he is, is doing is the he actions. Air humping? He put his foot up on the podium thing and started air humping. And he was like, if you heard a smack there, he was spanking the podium. He was really giving her. Good for him. Good on him. You know, yeah. you got to give it 110%. You, you must commit in that situation. But there's now a theme kind of showing up with Blake. Uh, there was an art competition that they had to do this week, and this was a moment for people to show their sensitive side. Really open up, show either their demons or, you know, things they struggle with, what they're looking for in the future. Some people are talking about their mom not being there when they were growing up, you know, them being heavy in rehab. Stuff. Heavy, stu- heavy stuff. So part of the art was, we want you to take this clay, this chunk of clay, and you know, make something for Tasha that she's, you know where this is going, Taz? <laughs> in my mind. Is it a snake? Well, pretty close. Uh, in my mind, I was like, one of these guys is going to do what I'm thinking they're going to do. And of course, it was our boy, Blake. Blindfolds off. Let's take a look at what you've created. It is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> Blake. Classic Blake. <laughs> it surprises nobody that he made a penis. He is constantly talking about sex. It's just such a Blake move. So yeah, it's on the table. Erect, if you will. <laughs> There's a big black bar over it, but I'm sure what that's underneath looks similar to the black bar. And it was like this. It was like... It was a big <laughs> it one. It was two feet high. It was ridiculous. Classic Blake. <laughs> I thought they were calling him Blake the Hammer because uh, he was from Hamilton, but turns out he just loves his penis. Um, <laughs> but you know what? He did have a redemption, and I don't want to... He's not a one-dimensional character like the episode was setting him up for because he did have this moment that I think was a total redemption for him as far as emotions go. Okay, so 
This, oh, he had to do another art thing. This one he drew, uh, he painted a, a dove. Okay, so this is a, a turtle dove, and a turtle dove is one of few monogamous animals in the animal kingdom. He'll travel far and wide to try and find his pair. I grew up in a pretty uh, failed household. I saw crazy things, heard crazy things, saw a lot of cops at the house. I just know that I never want that for my kids. I'm going to search far and wide and be patient as long as I need to because I feel like I deserve a true original family that I just never had. Very sweet. Aww. Obviously, you should have seen uh, the Bachelorette Tasha's face. She loved it. Oh, of course, of course. And you know, it's it, it's a very honest moment for a guy to say on television when your right. family and friends are watching. So uh, good for him. Also, he's a wildlife expert, which is his career. So he gets the wildlife stuff in there, the, his knowledge about birds. Yeah. So it's a real, you know, it's a good move for him to move forward he, in he, this contest. He only gives his his clay penis to one woman, <laughs> right? He, Did you know that clay penises? Mate for life, Tasha. <laughs> okay, good luck, Blake. Keep going. Hamilton, Canada, we're rooting for you, buddy. <laughs> uh. Are you okay? Did you just pop up from the ground, or were you under the desk? What's going on? Uh, I was doing some stretches there on the floor. Ah, my back is so sore. Oh my god, man! Well, it snowed earlier in the week. I did some shoveling. It was it was heavy, like wet snow, and I went for it. I didn't use the snow blower. I was like, I'll I'll do it with the shovel. Tried to be a hero, <laughs> and now I'm paying for it. So you have a snow blower, but you thought I could get some exercise? Oh uh, yeah, trying to get some exercise, and it really backfired on me. Lesson learned. Pardon the pun. Never exercise. <laughs> So I was just doing some some twists, trying. I feel like something just needs to pop back there. Something <laughs> needs to good. something needs to slide back into place. Hmm. Did you shovel your driveway? The I other did, morning? I did, and my bag was a little tender because it's like the first time of the year. But uh, I have a pretty small laneway. I know Hammer Manny in the Y108 Studios in Hamilton. He was complaining about his back being sore from shoveling his mom's driveway. Manny, what's up, boys? <laughs> How's your back doing? Oh boy, oh, <laughs> not good, not good. It feels like it's '94. Like it's the year 1994, or that you're 94 years old. Uh, 94 years old. 1994, the year of bad backs. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make a, an appointment for a massage, but boy, they're all booked up. Or instead, you could try lifting with your legs. Like, what are you doing that's hurting your back so hard? Shoveling. <laughs> I'm was, not used to only, it. It was only the second time I'd shoveled the snow this year, and my back feels like it's gone, and I can't do it ever again. Yeah, the, the problem is everybody is having the same problem. If you got a bad back and you shoveled the other day, you, you want to get in and see the massage therapist. The other thing is it's getting close to the end of the year, and for a while there, you couldn't go see your massage therapist, so everyone's got uh, like their benefits. Backed up. Yeah, you got you got some benefits to burn, so everyone wants to get in, get a massage. Yeah, it's going to be back massage, chiropractor, wisdom teeth removal city <laughs> in December here. <laughs> get it done while you can. Oh, what do you do? Do you take the Advil, Manny? How do you get rid of your, uh, your back pain? So what I usually do is I just have a heating pad that I put on my back like all day i just take okay. the day off it's a write-off completely and uh lie down on my back with this heating pad and 
Hope to God that it works. You know what's nice? The heated seats on the drive into work. That's right. That's right. I do that too. Yeah. I love yeah. The, the, the seat warmer. <laughs> Jim? <laughs> you're, I'm going to get you guys some real back to set in your stocking stuff. This is going to be, Jim, there is going to be one day I remember what it was like to be your age. <laughs> Man, he's younger than me. <laughs> That's true. But my back is way older than yours. His back's <laughs> 94 years old. There's going to be one day where you're shoveling or you're bending over to put your socks on, you're going to feel a little pop, <laughs> and you're going to know exactly what we're talking about here. I wish I had heated seats. Where'd they? Okay, we are playing Where'd They Hide It, and Abby is our contestant. Abby, we are going to tell you three different stories about people hiding things for various reasons. It's multiple choice. If you can identify where they are hiding the items, enough times you're going to be a winner. Now, there is a daily dumper involved in this as well. That is where the person is hiding the item in their bum-bum region. And if you think the story I'm telling you is the Daily Dumper, you got to yell out Daily Dumper before I give you the multiple choice options, okay? Okay. Let's start with this one here. Jim, are you ready to go? Love this game. You with us? Here we go. A 30-year-old woman from Sao Paulo, Brazil, got on a bus in Paraguay on the weekend. She was headed back to Brazil, but authorities got a tip she might be smuggling drugs, and they found she was in possession of four bricks of cocaine. Where'd they hide it? Did she hide the bricks of cocaine inside of her fake pregnant belly made out of a hollowed-out watermelon? Inside of her fake pregnant belly made out of a hollowed-out pumpkin? Or inside of her fake pregnant belly made out of a basketball? A uh, watermelon. Watermelon is correct. Yes. <laughs> the cops were so impressed. They took pictures and they praised her creativity without limit on their Facebook page. I like it because she wrapped the half shell of the watermelon in saran wrap. So yeah. it didn't ruin, I don't know, her clothes or, or the cocaine. I'm not sure which one she was worried about, but it's like, it's the most disgusting looking thing. Have you tried watermelon flavored cocaine, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Smells great. Yeah, I don't like cocaine. I just like how it smells. <laughs> okay, Abby, don't do drugs, by the way. Um, the cops were so impressed, they, they took the, uh, the pictures, posted on their Facebook page, but they weren't so impressed that they didn't let her go. They did charge the woman. She was arrested. Next story here, where'd they hide it? In Fresno, California, more than 100 alleged gang members were arrested as part of Operation Lucky Charm on Thursday last week. The agents seized 89 pounds of meth that white supremacist street gangs were using to smuggle into prisons. Where'd they hide it? Were they throwing the meth over prison fences in footballs, in basketballs, or in volleyballs? Basketballs. No, they were a white supremacist group, so they were using volleyballs. Of course. <laughs> I feel like a football would be way easier to chuck over. I guess you could do the big overhand serve, get it over, <laughs> over that fence. Right, yeah. <laughs> Give it a nice little bump there. Yeah, a little bump set spike with your other criminal buddy. <laughs> I go for that barbed wire, though. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. I wonder how this is going to go. 
32 year old Tommy Fulhofer was the victim of a hit and run in London, England recently. He had to be taken to the hospital for x rays. The radiologist was surprised to find that he was hiding a stolen cell phone on his person. Daily Dumpers. You know it. Yeah. Those radiologists, they've seen it all. <laughs> and they weren't able to find the person who the cell phone belonged to. I'm sure they didn't want it back anyways. <laughs> Congratulations, Abby. You got $100 in Lotto Max. You could be a millionaire courtesy of Taz and Jim. July talk, we were just uh, telling you guys about their new Instagram filter. Put this filter on, it spins around, and it tells you which 2020 news headline you are, promoting their new uh, single, which is called The News. Um, I got Gwyneth Paltrow's $75 vagina candle. Jim, you just figured out how to do it, and which 2020 headline are you, according to the band? Aliens are breeding with humans to save the Earth, Oxford professor claims. They nailed it! You do love your aliens. I do. Yeah. (laughs) That's good news. And how come none of these aliens are trying to breed with us, Taz? We never get offered. Well, because we're taken. But it's good news for Manny. He's single. (laughs) You know, a lot of people have been locked up. They'll take whatever they can get. Aliens, you want to breed. (laughs) Hey, that uh, alien story, I hate to break this to you, Jim, because I know you love the good conspiracies and you want to believe and all that. Uh, We were talking about that monolith, the mysterious monolith that appeared in the Utah desert. Yeah. Looked like the the thing from uh, uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. And they've been popping up all over the world now. People saying, oh, it's an an alien, it's an alien uh, artifact. And this is so exciting. Well, the one in Utah disappeared as mysteriously as it appeared. We now know that it was humans that took it down. A bunch of slackliners have taken credit for removing the the monolith. You know what a slackliner is? No, I have no idea. You see them in the park. They'll tie this like band to two trees, and it's almost like tightrope walking. Oh, yeah, I call them tightrope hipsters. Tightrope hipsters took down the monolith. They got sick and tired of people trekking out to see it. Uh, there was reports that people were going to see this thing. There's no bathroom, so they were defecating all over the, the desert. They were leaving garbage all over the place. And these slackliners just had enough. They said, we got to get this thing out of here. They posted a video of the removal. All four of them pushed it over to the one side and then pushed it back to the other side. And it just fell straight onto the ground. Right after it had fallen over and made a loud thud, they said, one of them said, um, this is why you don't leave trash in the desert. And as they loaded it up, were loading it up and walking away, they just said, leave no trace and left. Aliens were not involved in any way, shape or form in this thing. They had nothing to do with it, nor was it some secret government project. None of that had anything to do with it. It was clearly an art piece by someone. Leave the art to places where art should be and let mother nature have her space for art. Hmm. So, but he's making an an assumption. It was an artist. We still, we still don't know who did it. I've I've got a feeling it's a Coors Light commercial. They, they said it was clearly man-made. Yeah, because I saw the inside of it. They, they knocked it down and then ripped one of the side panels off and it was just like a hollow, like you could buy that steel from any shop, like in London, Hamilton, anywhere for a few hundred bucks. It's nothing special. It's not like some, like, alien material. 
Well, obviously, people in Utah heard that the aliens are trying to breed with us, and they saw this model, and they're like, where do I line up? <laughs> <laughs> There's been a string of tow trucks intentionally set on fire, according to police. They are looking for any witnesses who maybe saw the latest tow truck fire, hmm. 3 a.m. in Newmarket, Ontario, on Wednesday. That's crazy. I wonder if it's... I think, have you ever got your vehicle towed before, Taz? I haven't, but I can imagine it would be a very frustrating experience. It happened to me once in Wasega Beach with a bunch of friends. It is, and it's very expensive. It makes you very angry. It makes me wonder if it happened to one guy, and he was like, I can't get back at him legally, so I'm going to get back at every tow truck driver. I don't know what else the explanation would be. Well, police have alleged that organized crime groups have infiltrated the towing industry, so mm. it could be an organized crime thing. That makes sense. A turf war. Or it could be a guy who got his car towed, and he just <laughs> that was the straw that broke the camel's back for him. This is his petty revenge. So what did, what did you do when your car was towed? Did you see a sign? I know you're the king of getting parking tickets. I didn't realize you'd been towed before, Jim. It wasn't my van it was uh i went with some college buddies and my one buddy drove his mom's van and it was the sunday we went camping for the weekend it was the sunday and so we're like let's stop in at the bar let's have a super sunday and you know you be the dd but we'll we'll have get a little glow on for a couple hours there was no parking everybody else had the same idea so we parked in the convenience store parking lot uh-huh was there the a street. sign clearly marked uh, i don't know but it is implied you know Everybody knows that you can't park in a convenience store parking lot. Basically, I can't remember if there was a sign, but we knew we were we were playing. At you were risky. trying to get away. We, with something. Uh, yeah, so we we looked at our watch at one point and we're like, okay, it's been an hour and a half. We better get back. So we walked over, you know, a hundred meters back to the convenience store, only to see the van on the back of the tow truck driving away. <laughs> And we were broke. That's my mom's van. <laughs> yeah, my we, mom's gonna kill me. We had just got back from like college. None of us had money. Like it was May or whatever. Whenever you get what back, what did from it college. cost you to get the the van back? I think it was four hundred bucks. And and, it, no, and how did you earn that money in Wasaga Beach? Well, you know, <laughs> under the bridge you, over on Main you Street. You do what you gotta do <laughs> to get mom's van back. Better than mom's wrath, I tell you that much. <sighs> yeah. They, they're looking at a number of uh, tow trucks that have been set on fire since last Friday, including three that were torched at a car dealership in Toronto last week. That's brutal. This, this is like when people steal tools out of the back of the truck, because not only do you ruin somebody's property, you, you prevent them from working. And I do feel like tow truck driver is one of those uh, occupations where you just don't get the respect that you deserve. Because, sure, people hate it when their car gets towed, usually their own fault for parking somewhere they shouldn't be parking. Yeah. And you take out your, your anger on the tow truck driver. But then when your car is broken down and you're stranded... Yeah, or some jerk's parked in front of your laneway. You're pretty darn happy to see that tow truck, aren't you? Yeah, it's almost like a police officer. Depends right. on which side you're on, you know? Yeah, and everyone wants to yell at the tow truck driver, I can't believe you're such a jerk, why'd you do this? But then when their car's in a ditch, oh, thank God the tow truck driver's here. You're a hero. We started the show talking about this story. Uh, Toronto York Region Police are looking for witnesses after tow trucks were 
lit on fire. This has happened multiple times, and they're looking into, a, in the past week, a bunch of fires involving tow trucks. They do believe it's organized crime-related and not some guy mad that he got his car towed. Hmm. But obviously somebody heard us talking about that because we got this interesting Facebook message. We thought we'd share it because uh, it could protect you from becoming the victim of a scam. Hey, Taz and Jim, a new car theft scam involving tow truck drivers. Friend lives in St. Thomas. He watched a tow truck pull up and begin to load up his vehicle when he came running out and saying, What are you guys doing? The guy in the tow truck said, I got a call from somebody to come get this vehicle. Gray Ford Escape. License plate is blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was told to tow it to this location because it won't start. And the homeowner obviously says, well, it starts and it's my car. Comes to find out car thieves now scope out your car, call tow truck companies, tell them it won't start, can get, uh, can you go get it, they say, tow it to this location. They pay the tow truck driver a hundred bucks, he leaves, then they break into the car and try to hotwire it. Very sneaky. Sneaky. That is dirty. I feel like the best bet if you're a car thief is just buy a tow truck, pretend somebody called you, <laughs> take it away yourself. But then you're running the risk of your tow truck being set on fire. True, true. By the mob. Mm. You know, if I was the police, I would suspect that one of the tow trucks that was on fire is one of the suspects, and they lit one of their own trucks on fire. Throw them off the trail, Throw right. them off the trail. Because I was first thinking, well, who didn't get their tow truck on fire? Because that person's obviously a suspect. But <laughs> mm, maybe they're ahead of the game. Yeah, when all the tow trucks are on fire, look for the tow truck that's not on fire. <laughs> You're welcome, police. There you go. You should you should call Crime Stoppers after the show and let them know about that idea. I got Jeff. an idea for you guys. <laughs> I had seven beers and I think I solved this one. Spin Doctors, Two Princes, it's Taz and Jim. Is that the most 90s song ever created? Oh, it's up there. I'd say it's it's between Two Princes. You got you got to have your third eye blind. Yeah. Um, Semi-Charmed Life. Semi-Charmed Life. Radiohead and, Creep. Uh, okay. We'll put that one in the mix. I'm thinking more of like songs that you'd see in a, a commercial for Hot Pockets or something. <laughs> Or in like you know? a teen comedy. Do, 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 do. She uh, was the, she was a nerd, but then she took her glasses off. Kiss me. Life is a Highway by Tom Cochran. I would put in the same group. Hmm. And what, what year did that come out? I thought that was an 80s song. No, that was 90s That was 90s, sure. huh? Look it up. Hmm. You got a computer in front of you, man. Nobody needs to know anything anymore. <laughs> the computer. I'd say ninety-two, ninety-one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And when was uh, when was two princes? Ninety-three, ninety-two, ninety-two, ninety-three. Princes. Uh, ninety-one. Ninety-one. Okay. And when was semi-charmed life? <laughs> That's got to be ninety. Ninety-six. I'm gonna guess. Ninety-seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was way off with that one. That's when I was coming into my. My rock and roll music, you know, uh, moment in life, 10 years old. Yeah. You stop listening to, like, pop music. At, at the time, when I was, like, eight, my favorite song was The King of Wishful Thinking. 
I'll get over <laughs> you. <laughs> I know I will. An the, ace of bass. The song that I I could sing front to back when I was about eight years old, and my mom would make me do it for her friends. <laughs> was uh, from Karate Kid 2, Peter Cetera. I am a man who will fight for <laughs> your honor. Were you doing karate I'll moves while you were singing it? i that you're dreaming of. I just loved Karate Kid, <laughs> and I, I thought that was the greatest song ever written when I was a young man. Power ballad. <laughs> we'll be together. <laughs> Knowing forever that we did it all for the glory of love. Glory of love, that's what it is. <laughs> all your mom's friends. Yeah! yeah. Nice job. Great job! <laughs> but you were into the you're into the hard stuff, King of Wishful Thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a good tune. San Francisco has banned smoking tobacco in apartments. You can't even smoke a cigarette in your own apartment now in San Fran, but you can still smoke weed. <laughs> it's medicinal, Taz. It is. You got to take your medicine. Should they adopt something similar in Ontario? Should they ban smoking in apartments? Meredith, what do you think? I think, yes, they should. It's absolutely disgusting. You're not a fan of the smoke. Do you live in an apartment or do you have a house? Uh, no, I'm actually a building cleaner in an apartment building. So trust me, when you get to whatever floor and there's a few smokers on it, I just about gag and close the door and go to a different floor. You can tell, it's eh? It's so just... nasty. It's so nasty. And let alone not only that, but if you think of other people with health risks or asthma, quit yeah. smoking or go outside. But, yeah, keep puffing the weed in the house. That's good. good. (laughs) That smells great when I get to that floor. Yeah, this is the floor I want to be on. Uh, Hi, it's Taz and Jim. This is Paul calling from Norfolk County Tobacco Territory. Paul, I I have a feeling you're leaning towards let people smoke in their apartments. I'm not, actually. My my father was a tobacco farmer, grandfather was a tobacco farmer. And, by the way, yes, when I moved into one of the old farmhouses, yeah, you you took the painting off the wall. Or the picture off the wall, and yeah, it was white behind, but yellow everywhere else. No, I think it, choice would be good. So districts or areas kind of thing. Uh, yeah, if you if the place you're going to be living in, uh, you, you want to smoke in that one, okay, that one could be smoking a smoking residence, smoking apartment. But the one beside it, like the next building, might be non-smoking. So think you think be- you should designate buildings? This is a yeah. smoking building or a non-smoking building? I, yeah, you got it. That's kind of how it is now. The landlords get to decide that. Do you smoke? I do not. Never, actually, never, ever the cigarette at all. Never, never. Never in my life. And you're in the tobacco business? Um, I, my family was. Yeah, my family was in the tobacco business. Never, never, never smoked. Well, that's what they say. Yeah. yeah dealers shouldn't be doing their own supply. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have a great day, Paul. You too. Hey, Taz and Jim, who's this? This is Rebecca. Rebecca, what do you think? Smoking in your own apartment, should it be illegal? Absolutely. I'm a property manager and I deal with it all the time. It drives me crazy. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine Never what it's end. like to be going into these units where... Aren't people gross? <laughs> They're dis- it is disgusting. It costs so much money to repair a unit after they've been smoking in it constantly. It, it's overwhelming how much it costs. Sometimes you've got to rip walls down so bad. What is the grossest thing you've ever seen when you walked into uh, someone's apartment? 
<laughs> well, I found a dead body once. That was probably the grossest. <laughs> but uh, smoking is, is, you know, it's a little farther behind that. <laughs> okay, that went to a real dark place fast. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to talk about like mounds of dishes or rats or something. Okay, dead body. I could see that not being a pleasant experience. <laughs> no, I found I found all those things. Not the rats, but I found lots of bugs, lots of dishes, lots of dirtiness. Yeah, it's amazing how people can live. But you know what? Whatever. It's, if they're right, they can do whatever they want. But people with smoking, they will come up with doctor's notes, and they all have competing doctor's notes as to why they get to do whatever they want in their units. Which Hold on, people will say people will say their doctor is recommending that they smoke cigarettes? Absolutely. It's because it stresses them out if they don't smoke. So they'll find <laughs> a way to get competing doctor's notes against each other. And as a property manager, it's your duty to accommodate all these bloody doctor's notes. It's over it's really honestly it never ends. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That that's my say on it. <laughs> get rid of it. Just get rid of it completely. And uh, it'll save a lot of us property managers having to do it. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.